Overcoming life's hardships is an incredible feat, but to go beyond that and achieve greatness is another level of extraordinary. Story Musgrave is the epitome of achievement and excellence, embodying the story of rags to riches. Today we're talking about Story Musgrave, as I already explained, and this is a, this will be a fun one. He's an astronaut, folks. Oh, wow. <laughs> space boy. Little space boy. And he's a grown man. He's an adult now. He's, he's in his 80s, an elderly person. He's not dead? He's not dead. This is our first person. The first living. The first living person. person. He'll, he'll be dead soon, statistically. He should already be well, dead by stats, but... All right. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Story Musgrave, speaking of his age, he was born in uh, 1935 in western Massachusetts. And he moved at a very young age to Lexington, Kentucky, which he still considers to this day to be his hometown. Um, he lived like in a why little. Would he, why would he not consider that his hometown? That's well, because he wasn't how hometowns I, work. Yeah, I guess I don't know. He was born in Massachusetts. It's where you're raised. Though. Well, he was raised. He moved to Lexington when he was like three. So either way, <laughs> he lived on a farm in Kentucky in the relatively poor Southern family. Uh, his parents were abusive, drug addicts, and alcoholics. So you can picture this setting, right? Rural Kentucky, a lot of drug use down there. I don't know if it still is, but I just picture that in my head. More than ever now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And at three years old, he drove a tractor and he had to teach himself how to fix it by age five. So his parents already had him doing all of the farm work when he was three because they were busy doing drugs and drinking. So, Ah. And it broke down and he tells the story. I listened to him tell the story about how he has to teach himself how to fix the tractor pretty much asked his neighbor to show him how and he showed him a couple parts and then he taught himself the rest of it and he refers to himself as a product of child labor um so this is where he's a little bit shady (laughs) but he he's pro child labor because he thinks it makes you a stronger and smarter individual which i get that aspect of it but also there's like a kid that gets a job in the summer and then there's right you you could factory work. not do child labor and just have good parenting and you get the same point across <laughs> right right but seeing as he lacked with the latter um, i guess it was yeah at least he part. had labor instead of nothing but by age seven he built his own uh house raft and he lived on he lived by a river in lexington and he lived on that river for a couple months, for like three months, just on. What is a house raft? He built a raft, and then he just built a floating shelter. It's like a shed on a raft, basically. Oh. And he built it at seven years old, and then just floated down the river. I think he you'd like anchor it at docks and just hang out. And so, he, he I mean, he basically ran away from home, and he would come back to eat sometimes or whatever, grab stuff that he needed. But he was pretty much living because he'd want to be away from his family. That's seven years old. Pretty much what we're doing right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he was seven. (laughs) (laughs) To make more money, though, because he was poor, he he assisted with the local farmers that lived around him, helped fix their crop dusters. And by the time he was 16, he was working as a part-time mechanic. So, yeah, he just knew how to do stuff because he worked on a farm and did mechanical work. Well, Story got in a car accident when he was 18 years old during his senior year of high school, and it was just three months before his graduation. And he got really messed up from this car accident, badly enough where he couldn't go back to school until he wasn't able to graduate. Um, I made me think of his hair had turned from black into bright white. We don't have the rights to that song. Right? <clears throat> well, I was just... <laughs> <laughs> 
He got in a car accident and couldn't go back to school. That's all I'm saying. But instead of ever returning, <laughs> he, uh, he just dropped out instead, instead of returning. And so both of his parents, after this happened, <clears throat> his parents both committed suicide. Uh, and so did his brother and both of his grandparents. Also, they all killed themselves before he ever finished high school, which he never actually even finished high school. Yeah. And also, today is uh, World Suicide Prevention Day, so I'm just going to throw that out there. Well, yeah, not today. Well, today, as of recording. As of recording, but, but you probably are not listening. Well, if anyone's listening to this at all. <laughs> right. It's like eight days <laughs> right, later. Right, right, right. Well, the, as of recording. So uh, don't do that. But yeah, that's that happened. So his, so now his whole family were very neglected, neglecting, neglectful, and they <laughs> were drug acts and abusive and suicidal and depressed, and they pretty much all killed themselves. And so he was pretty much alone, um, really his whole life, his whole childhood. So by 1953, he enlists in the Marines after dropping out, and was shipped off to Korea. Uh, he also did some time in Japan and Hawaii, and this was during the Korean War. And he served in some combat, but he was mostly working as a plane technician because uh, he was one of the few people at the time that knew how to do that well. Uh, after the Marines, Story attended Syracuse University, despite having never graduated high school. And the way he got in, he didn't get accepted, and he decided that he would go in person and talk to the dean in person and ask him why he didn't get accepted. And he did that. He went to the dean's office, just showed up, and the dean talked to him and decided to accept him into the school, which is pretty neat. And there he received his bachelor's in uh, mathematics and statistics. And this is where it gets really intense with his education. He then received his MBA uh, in computer programming at the University of California. He moved away from engineering and became interested in medicine and biology. So then he received his bachelor of science in chemistry from Arietta. And he got his medical degree from Columbia University. Uh, and he got his MS in, in, sorry, in physiology from the University of Kentucky and a master's in literature. And he did all of this uh, over the course of eight years, from 1958 to 1966, all while also teaching a commercial airplane uh, school for commercial airplane pilots to help pay for his housing and his classes and stuff. Most of his tuition was paid for from his time in the military. But he was able to get multiple master's degrees in pretty much everything, <laughs> all science, math related things, uh, literature, <clears throat> uh, medicine, chemistry. So he was just a workhorse, basically. And following his college career, uh, he worked as a doctor for some time. He did his residency and he even worked as a surgeon for a brief period. <laughs> so. He did that. Then he was later hired by the Air Force as a doctor in aerospace medicine. And at this, yeah, yeah so <laughs> we're all familiar with the field, right? right. Aerospace is it different? I uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the specifics. Higher air pressure, lower air pressure. Yeah, and High, lower things, <laughs> different things. Higher altitude. Yeah, at, I know the terms. At this, at this time, he completed parachuting out of planes over 800 times. He's par he, at, that was just at this point, he had parachuted 800 times. Yeah, uh, Tom Cruise has done more, though. No, I don't think, I don't think so. Yeah. He, how many has Tom Cruise done? Yeah, see. <laughs> <laughs> he had over 25 research papers published and became the leading spearhead of aerospace medical research. 
1967, NASA approaches this guy and like, we want you to work for us because um, obviously you're pretty good at all things and we're NASA. And That's fair. they said, we specifically want you to be an astronaut. And uh, he didn't apply. They went to him. So he was like, yeah, I'll do that. And so in 1967... I guess I'll be an astronaut. <laughs> he was assigned to work in... It's called Skylab, which was a project NASA was running on a space station that ran a bunch of tests on equipment in space. It's where um, the Hubble telescope is and a bunch of other things. Uh, Musgrave was involved in engineering and designing a lot of this equipment that they used. He was tasked with repairing the space station's exterior after it took a lot of damage, which was a big deal. Easy. Nope. Very, very, very dangerous. Very, very extremely dangerous. Uh, but it made him an official astronaut as he journeyed into space uh, for the first time. That was his first mission was doing that. He was later the leader of the space flight to repair the Hubble telescope, which was noted as one of the most important space missions in NASA's history and one of the most difficult, complicated things he had ever done. And he eventually made a total of six journeys to space, <clears throat> totaling an, uh, a total of 1,281 hours, 59 minutes, and 22 seconds in outer space. I don't know why they wouldn't just count that last eight seconds and just give him a clean, you know, 1,282 hours. <laughs> but, you know. He was also the oldest person to ever be in orbit at age 61. Fun fact there. Uh, very old for space, for outer space. Very old. I wouldn't recommend going to space at that age. I would. And I would know. I'm 21 years old and study psychology, so I, I would know. We are millennial <clears throat> college students, so we do know everything. <laughs> I did get most of Take this. Take our advice. <laughs> we know everything. <laughs> so, after, so then he retired. Uh, and after retiring from NASA, that was 1997, uh, which was the year I was born. Uh, he received a what was called the NASA Exceptional Service Medal, which is doesn't sound very good. Pretty incredibly impressive. Then he oh incredibly, <laughs> incredibly. Then impressive. he received a NASA Spaceflight Medal, uh, which is also incredibly mm. impressive. And he received a National Defense Service Medal. We all have one of those. No, just him. He has. He's the only person to have all three of them, actually. Which is pretty oh. impressive. How come I've never heard of him then? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Probably because he was, um, I don't know, an advocate for child labor, but I don't know. Ah. There's this incident. This is a fun little side note. In the 1990s, before his retirement from NASA, Musgrave was stalked by a woman. And this woman's name was Margaret Mary Ray, who is an infamous celebrity stalker. She was famous mostly for stalking David Letterman in the late 80s. Um, she broke. I remember this story. Yeah, do you really? She, yeah. she, she broke into his house, stole his car with her son. Uh, she would also just show up sleeping in his bed at times. Right. Well, so she was arrested for that, and then they found out she was schizophrenic. Uh, after she was released, her yeah, after she was released from jail and the psychiatric facility, she immediately began stalking Story Musgrave. I don't know how, <laughs> why him, but uh, immediately right. after release. That's yeah. So she she pretended to be. They work. The facilities work. Guys, <laughs> me was like next next to my list. So yeah. she would send him packages and letters. No, but they are they are helpful if you need them. One time, she, one time she pretended to be a reporter and she snuck into the NASA facility to interview him. I don't know how she did that successfully. 
And then she later showed up at his house numerous times, uh, often trespassing, and she would wear different disguises so that he wouldn't recognize. Often trespassing, not always? Oh, always trespassing. Just some of the time <clears throat> she was trespassing, yeah. And she was eventually arrested and kept away. So that was a fun little side note in his life. Yeah, fun. Yeah. So anyways, other than that, after NASA, he... Uh, he got interested in a number of fields. Story Musgrave became um, he became a, pas- a passionate artist in a way. He got really into digital design and Photoshop. He published his own book of digital art, and he even earned several awards for uh, one certain piece. It's a really cool picture. I should have included it on these notes so I could show you. Um, yeah, we're going to put all these pictures in the podcast so you can see them while you're listening. <laughs> right, right, right. Here, look at this right. one. Oh, that one's amazing. You should look up Story Musgrave art. Oh it's wow! Look at that color neat. in that one. It is. It's a. It's really cool oh, Photoshop wow. look work. At, oh, you can all see these. Okay, look. the jokes. Oh, the jokes wow. overdone. And nobody cares. Oh, I'm just gonna keep doing it though. Here's, here's the last. Way vey, am I right, fellow <laughs> Jews? Anyways, yeah. right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's a really cool piece that incorporates all of art. It, it kind of looks like outer space, and there's like cells involved, and physics, and life. There's biology in it. It's a neat picture. Uh, he's also known for his photography from NASA during his time in NASA. He took really cool pictures of space and he was one of the first artistic space photographers. They weren't just like scientific pictures that he was doing them artistically. <clears throat> and he later became a concept artist and designer for Walt Disney's Imaginarium uh, and specifically was involved in designing some of the rides at Disneyland. I don't know which one specifically he was involved in, but he helped engineer a lot of it. So... Is there a child labor specific coaster <laughs> or something? I would say maybe uh, it's a the, it's a wonderful it's a life, small world. Maybe? You mean small world? Jesus, is that one? it's a wonderful life. <laughs> Look, I don't even know what that is. Right, millennials, folks. Millennials, uh, folks. <laughs> God, <laughs> Ugh, the ignorance. The ignorance is just bursting. Wait, what's a wonderful life? So that's the movie with the guy in Christmas time, and he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, uh, he started working as an independent landscape architect. And then he formed his own company out of that. Then he formed a sculpture company, just a place that made sculptures. Then uh, he became a public speaker and he gave, he goes around giving today. He gives inspirational talks still around the country. Um, he has a lot of TEDx shows you can watch. It's pretty interesting. Not TED though. No, not TED. He hasn't been featured on TED. It's TEDx. Know, yeah. Yeesh. Right. <laughs> Speaking of yeesh. No. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and so then in his free time, you know, uh, story about his grave you know he writes poetry and he paints and he's uh he's only he's the only formally educated poet to go to space and write about the experience making him the first and only space poet is what people have been calling him on the internet well wow. uh, he is his only one he has a degree in literature he has a phd in literature actually he has multiple phds he also has several honorary phds which to me are like hmm. Is yeah, that, it's not really. Yeah, yeah. you didn't write right. it. Didn't. It's just a university one. It's like Harvard saying, "Well, we want to be associated with this guy because he's smart." Right. We'll give him a PhD despite never having earned it. Anyways, oh well. Uh, <laughs> he spends time in nature. He's a big nature guy, and he's noted as an animal friendly, childlike humanitarian. Uh, you know, he's he's really he's just a good person. I. Uh, despite the child labor and <laughs> we we can stop holding that against him I yeah think. no i the yeah, one yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. he's done some he's a really things. good person i i should yeah he's i done should some drop other that things. bit 
Uh, so, right. so today he just operates his own farm. Too late though. Too it's late now. It's come full circle. He grew up on the farm. He went to uh, college and then he went and worked as a surgeon. And then he uh, went to outer space, if you recall, six times. And then he came back what? and became an artist and worked at Disney World. And then he ba- ends up back at a farm, working at a farm at the age of 83. And he's still alive today, continues to teach at a local college. And uh, he has seven kids and 13 grandchildren. Does he make all of them work on the farm? No, I think that they're all adults and doing their own thing. Oh, he wouldn't let adults. Work. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's a good joke. It's, nah. good. it's not a joke. Nah. It's not. Very it's not. interesting person. Um, big fan. Big fan of Story Musgrave. You guys should. That was a pretty fascinating story. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be here uh, all week, end of Thursday. Catch me every Wednesday at the comedy. I wish I, I wish I could give uh, the story on his name. He said that it was just. <laughs> I think he's like the fifth generation story Musgrave, from what I understand. But it, the name's been passed through middle names, and he was the first one to obtain it as his first name. So I don't know what that's about. But he said, uh, "What a unique and fascinating person." Anyways, let's dive into the conclusion. Story Musgrave came from a poor, dysfunctional family of depressed addicts in rural Kentucky. He never graduated high school, yet he overcame the odds and earned numerous masters and doctoral degrees, eventually becoming a doctor, an astronaut, and an artist. He's an adventurer, a family man, an intellect, an inspiration who maximized his life to satisfy his curious mind. Well, we made it. And Story Musgrave. That was the story of Story. I've been waiting to say that. Nice. I've really been waiting to say that for like two weeks now. I already used it. I though. know, but damn it. Uh, <laughs> I've seriously yeah. been holding that in for so long. Like a oh, fart. Man, it's the most obvious one, though. It's like, it's it's not even I know, impressive. but I wanted At to. all. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so <laughs> not good. Talk. Thanks for listening to Unsung. Yeah, thanks for listening to Unsung. <laughs> we'll be back next week with two new stories on Tuesday. Be sure to subscribe if you like the show and leave us a review. To let us know what, Ryan? Um, if you... What they think. <laughs> let us know what you think. That's why you leave us a review. Unsung is researched and written by Ryan That's Musk me. in production and original music. By Levi or you can call Vaney. him P... 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 Yeah. Vaney. Right. P. That's what we got, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I'm one of the greatest podcasters of all time. Ask anyone. Joe Rogan, get, get out, out of here. my face, Joe. I never even heard of the Speaking guy. Speaking of Joe, the new, there's a new Joe on the block, folks. Trader Joe, if you haven't heard, is taking over. <laughs> Are the we going to plug Trader no, Joe's? We're taking podcast. them down. We're going to no. defame their name. Don't listen. We're going to slander them live on air. <laughs> no, 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 we're not. Defamation um, lawsuits. Trader Joe's is a fine <laughs> grocer and shop there whenever Trader possible. Joe's is it's decent. I don't want to get sued on that. <laughs> We've been there several times. I love it, actually. It's pretty great. Yeah, really. Trader Jose's, Trader Juan's. Trader Ming. They don't have Trader Juan. That would be John. No, they have Trader Ming, Ming, though. Ming is... It's really weird how they do those cultural things. I don't know how I feel about it. But it works, I guess. I mean, they work their way up to a podcast, so not everyone can get there. (laughs) (laughs) At the top, at the tippy top of media. Well, that's all. Oh, wait, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. Uh, Listen to episode... (laughs) Six, we're going to be talking about a lady. I always want to say their name. Should I say it? Can we see it? Right, but honestly, no one's made it this far in the episode. They tune out when the piano comes back. Kudayun. Her name's Kudayun. I've been waiting to say it. Very interesting <laughs> lady. She's a princess. She's a badass. Go listen to that episode. It's oh. better than this one, I guarantee you. More interesting. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Give us a one star review. Bye. <laughs> no. <laughs> five five stars. Bye. Oh, we did it, everybody. <laughs>